0: welcome to the sports sports sports, sports. podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pommel. And joining us as always is the sports outsider Phil Ranta. We're still using the snowball mic so whispering probably doesn't work as well Joel. No we don't I'm all Phil have Ranta. I'm a sports outsider. It was an intentional like fade away. Yeah to, it's it a just, it's a fade all the way away. I just I wanted to like give it a just like a kiss you know like to sort of ease it in there. Oh. Watch watch you glide into the podcast. My I kiss like, is you know, coming like a jackhammer. <laughs> Got to come in with some pressure. and yeah. I'm done. You're I not have the heard same. I are that. am yeah. yeah. like a wrecking ball. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, First, let's apologize for the audio quality again. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And also remind you to like us on SoundCloud today. Yep. Yeah. SoundCloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Please leave us a comment. That would be nice so incidentally I am retracting my suggested name for the mixer okay I do not think we should call it the minxer no Uh, it's second week of non-operation we should Uh, call it the paperweight yes exactly and we don't even really have a lot of papers that need to be weighted down No, No. no arguably none yeah, I don't think there's any paper on the podcast that needs to be weighted down. No, yeah. no, really so, not, really not useful. I'm angry at it. Yeah, you, you, Phil, you, you, you got yourself a very, you know, expensive, heavy, and completely unnecessary paperweight. Isn't that all paperweights? Yeah. LeBron James update. Watch update. LeBron James update. Watch update. Brought to you by all the things that LeBron James sponsors. The NBA is experimenting with a 44-minute game this weekend. But, like your experimentation in college, it's an exhibition. Uh, oh, I didn't experiment in college. Yeah, I didn't experiment with exhibition ever. Yes, yeah, you guys are weak. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics will play a game that has is four 11-minute quarters for a total of 44 minutes. Wait, this, I don't know if I can follow. What? Okay, Well, hold up. Four 11-minute quarters, total of 44 minutes, normal game, game length for 12-minute quarters yeah. for 48 minutes. But wait, don't you have to multiply differently because it's 60-second increments mm. in the minutes? Else? Then... No, 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 no. Th- this is making America's most concise sport even more concise. Okay. It looks like it could change the c- most common criticism leveled at the NBA, which is, I feel like the first 46 minutes fly by and the last two minutes take forever. <laughs> to something like, I feel like the first 42 minutes fly by and the last two <laughs> minutes take forever. Yeah, so the sounds of... the same. <laughs> it's Very similar. So the reasoning is to protect the health and well-being of the players. There's an 82-game season, mm-hmm. followed by four rounds of playoffs, and every couple years you got the Olympics and the Basketball World Cup. Oh, sure. Yeah. And less players are participating in those things because of so many miles being put in their knees. Oh, yeah. Uh... So this is the league's solution, but what does LeBron James think? I don't know. He says, It's not the minutes, it's the games. The minutes don't mean anything. However... Matthew b b-ball fans might point out that by shaving off four minutes of each of the 82 games would be the equivalent of nearly seven less games. Whoa, yeah. that's a rip-off? should they really play like 30 less games, though, if they really wanted competitive basketball? Well, well don't worry. There, we, hope you brought oh, your okay. abacus. Okay, all right. Sorry. Hope you brought your abacus. LeBron <laughs> said we could play a 50-minute games if we had to. Wow. A 50-minute game would be four 12-minute, 30-second quarters. But for a more even number, LeBron could have chosen a hypothetical like 60 minutes. Sure. So yeah. This would be four 15-minute quarters, three 20-minute periods, or five 12-minute quintiles. <laughs> yeah. Should be more quintiles in sports. I'm up for the quintile. There's only the one sport with the odd number of, of time increments. That's right. Yeah. LeBron James goes on, It's just the games. We all, as the players, think it's too many games. In our season, 82 games is a lot. It's not the minutes. Taking away minutes from the game is not going to shorten the game at all. Well, mathematically inclined basketball fans will be able to tell you this isn't true at all. No. Taking away minutes from the game will absolutely shorten the game. Sure. <laughs> By minutes. However, Dirk Nowinski agreed with LeBron's assessment on there needs to be less games. He said... I don't think you need 82 games to decide the eight best teams in East Conference. Adding, you don't even need 40 games. Really, I could just tell you the best eight teams in East Conference (laughs) right now. And we could just start the playoffs with a week-long break after the conference semifinals to hold the Slam Dunk Contest. (laughs) That would be, I would watch Slam Dunk Contest. That sounds like an... Excellent solution. Just buzzer beaters to the entire preseason. Nowinski says a total of games in the mid-60s. LeBron James said uh, he liked the lockout season where they had 66 games. Um, 66 games in a season would be 16 fewer games. But if played for fifteen minute, 50 minutes, as LeBron James previously suggested he could, it would be closer to 169 games... Oh, right. sorry. 69 games. There we go. That sounds better. <laughs> using the current 48-minute lengths as the standard. Now, using the NBA proposal of 11-minute quarters, a 66-game season would really be 60-and-a-half games, which, I think we all agree, would be entertaining. I'm yeah. getting confused. Now, the controversial 12-minute quintile games, Jordan? if they were to get off the ground, yeah. featuring a 60-minute game length and a rock and Jock-style 50-pointer, not 50 only would 66 games be the equivalent of the... Current 82-game season, but Kurt Loder Jordan, and Jesse Jordan. Camp have expressed interest in... Jesse Jordan. Camp! Jordan, oh. Jordan. yes, you, you, may, you may have completely lost the audience. It was just way too much man. Until you said Jesse Camp, and then you got him right back. <laughs> LeBron James Update Watch Update. LeBron James Update Watch Update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. What's on the show today, guys? Uh, let's see. Well, we got a big guest. Uh, we have Brett Brielmeyer. Huh, that sounds like a big guess. Yeah, it, a, that's a real name. It, 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 What do you mean? They're all real <laughs> names, Jordan. Sometimes I question these names. The podcast, yeah, sometimes they sound a little too Irishy. You've you've sat across from each and every one of these people. I don't true. know how you can imply that they're not real. So what somehow. is Brett? What's Brett's deal? He's the uh, he's an assistant coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, and I think if you didn't already know, LeBron James had a bit of an oopsie. Last weekend, ah. uh, during his preseason game against his former team, the Miami Heat, played in Rio. Right. Um, he set a pick on one of his own teammates. That's cool. very embarrassing. Yeah. Even so I know what a pick yeah. is. So, like, he even helped, a sports outsider understands yeah, how a basketball helping, pick works. helping yeah. his old team. So, Brett uh, is here to talk to us a little bit about the Cavs and and, and how they're addressing you know this issue that the LeBron James in his first game in a Cavs uniform uh, helps the Heat. So. Well, I think yeah. hopefully they can just smooth this over, address it once, and be done with it. I I'm think sh- they will. I'm sure he's here to describe to us in about two minutes a very simple, yeah, very easy, way sensible. Pl- Non-comedic, just normal, just discussion (laughs) of sports. We can rest assured that it's going to be rational and logical. There's too much comedy in this show. Right. Finally, we're going to have someone, and it's going to be simple. Oh, waiter! There's a comedy in my sports. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha! That's write that down. That should be our motto. (laughs) Do we have a weird (laughs) sportsman? You're goddamn right. We do. Oh, great! I love weird sportsmen. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) News, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Blake Griffin says, new Clippers owner Steve Ballmer is like a cool dad who gives you candy. Hey. Wow. Sub-headline, Blake Griffin is unable to make compliments not sound creepy. <laughs> Fair. Cool Fair. A dad who gives you candy? I don't know. It yeah. seems a little... Yeah, yeah. it sounds like uh, you're going to kidnap your own child. Here's the thing. I'm <laughs> under the impression that Blake Griffith punctuates every- Griffin punctuates everything. Yeah, punch, Griffin punctuates every statement he makes with a huge, like, helicopter slam dunk. Over a Kia. Yeah, yeah. like, right? And so Only he's slam dunking candy into a hoop as children <laughs> underneath are grabbing at the candy. Yeah. It's like a piñata man. Yeah. But I feel like it makes people not pay so much attention to to the stuff that he says, you know? Well, in a first-person written account of how the events of the past year played out, Los Angeles Clipper Blake Griffin says, quote, it's a little bit ironic to me that the media has tried to turn Balmer into a meme, when they turned a blind eye to Sterling for years. Steve Balmer's a cool dude, like a dad that gives you candy. Donald was like a weird uncle, <laughs> who's like a dad, that, uh, uncle that gave you candy. Well, the re- re- reports are, are both he- <laughs> kind of child molested. Well, I guess dad giving you candy. Yeah, I give you all. candy. Hey, fine. my dad's giving me candy, and he did not molest me, Joel. Are you sure? Not all candy givers are child molesters, but all, all child, child molesters, molesters are, are candy, candy givers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Square that old rectangle, thing. yeah. Uh, reports are that he initially wanted to call him like a racist Jerry Sandusky, but the editors got to the piece first. <laughs> America's roller coast. <laughs> then Griffin goes on to explain uh, he didn't understand that the media was not as good as using internet search engines as he is. Chunk. Hmm. When I knew the Clippers were drafting me, the first thing I did was type Donald Sterling's name into Google. The first hit that came up was, Donald Sterling is a racist. I read an article on how he didn't want minorities to live in his apartment buildings. My first thought was, wow, this guy is really, really a racist. How is he the owner of an NBA team? Well, normally when uh, people call out the media, I'm usually like, well, you're mostly trying to draw attention away from how you're an ass. That was... Spot on. I think in his he, mind he answered his own question with, oh right, David Stern. Right, That's yeah. That's ah, how. But I mean, Blake, yeah, way to, way to call him out in on that one. Simple Google search. He continues, my second thought was, wow, these articles are from 2003 and 2008. I guess everybody <laughs> already knows about this stuff and just doesn't care. <laughs> Fair. Yes, yeah, Blake. Welcome to our <laughs> post-race society. Right. right? Post, We're good. Post-racist society. Right. Where we don't judge people for being racist. <laughs> people oh, sorry, are, yeah, people yeah. are really upset about the racism that trends on Twitter. Okay? The rest of it, eh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, but yeah. If, if it's a trending topic... If it's on a They will on be very publicly angry about it so everyone can see how angry they are. Yeah. In the article, Griffin also describes being invited to Sterling's annual White Party as a rookie in spring of 2009, and Sterling holding his hand and introducing him to all of his guests. At one point, Griffin writes, Two women Sterling hired for the event met him on a balcony and walked him arm-in-arm arm down the stairs, where Sterling was once, once again grabbed Griffin's hand and paraded him around the party. That's fun. While not necessarily (laughs) racist, this must be the weird uncle behavior he was talking about. Blake here plays basketball, don't you, Blake? Show the people how you can dribble a basketball. (laughs) I don't have one. Well, I do. What kind of NBA owner would I be if I didn't own a bunch of basketballs? I mean, it makes points. (laughs) Here, now, do that urban dribble between the legs like (laughs) the Globetrotters (laughs) do. Uh, someone asked me the other day if I'm mad that he made out with $2 billion for selling the team, Griffin wrote. Maybe a little bit, but in the end, I'm just happy he's gone. I think about him pulling me around the white party in Malibu, and a saying comes to mind. Some people are so poor, all they have is money. Wow. That is some that is profound. soup for the soul Dude, shit right yeah. there. Blake Griffin crushed that. Oh yeah. my god, he's yeah. got I'm some serious multiple chops. Level levels. Yeah, Dude, I always I thought true. of him as being kind of dumb he's huh? a fan of comedy I've seen him yeah. at stand up comedy shows many times really yeah He's a f- yeah. well he's a comedy outsider you're a sports outsider you guys should talk we should we you should talk should about nothing because we have nothing in common <laughs> but that's yeah alright Yeah, I'm coming around I think he looks like he's dumb like in the face okay he's clearly yeah. not got a stupid face some yeah. people do I think yeah. I do I was gonna say <laughs> some people do Joel Ten things people with resting stupid face totally get. Like, buzzfeed it. The Royals win the pennant. The Royals win the pennant. The Royals win the pennant. Oh, Jordan, you you've made some sort of error in your news story here. That's no, 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 no. You said the Royals win the pennant. Do you mean the Lord song Royals? Oh, must be some sort of. Yes, you, you clearly oh, no. You're just cruising headlines, Jordan, and not reading the article. No, the Royals have won the AL pennant. Sub headline: Ned Yost to Don Mattingly. See, bad managers can get to the World Series. Yeah, and <laughs> shave those sideburns. Yeah did the did the Dodgers change their name to the Royals? No, nope, they're both nope. blue, and that's what you're confusing. Like... No, the AL Central battle-tested Kansas City Royals swept the Baltimore Orioles to advance to their first World Series in nearly 30 years. That just doesn't seem possible. The Royals and Orioles were not the sexy matchup TBS was hoping for in the <laughs> ALCS, but it was very funny. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. In fact, more people viewed the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge videos than viewed one inning of the ALCS. That, and that was the inning after, when they were doing That was a lot of math. Yeah, so that, oh, man. When polled, the only Royal Most Americans name was Lord. <laughs> not a member of the franchise, but nah. a singer with a song titled Royal. Yep, I pointed that out earlier. <laughs> the Royals have won eight straight games to begin the postseason and are the first ever team to do so. This ends years of futility for the Royals, who finally figured out you can't buy a championship. Yeah, right? However, it took them a long time to learn that lesson. Opening day, 1990, the Royals carried a payroll of $24 million. Jesus! The highest in baseball. Whoa. The next year, 1991, they paid more in salary than the Yankees, and 1992 even higher. In 1993, they had a median sal- median salary of a million dollars, highest in the game. Wow, N- was it the highest in the game? The median salary on their team in 1993 was the highest and in they the game. And had a waterfall yeah. in their outfield. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. that was. However, surprise, we- I've seen a Royals game <laughs> at the Royal Stadium, <laughs> despite guys. outspending their opponents for years. Yeah, the Royals did fail to make it to a World Series, and they were very frustrated. They changed their ways, and it's safe to say, with the benefit of hindsight, they may have overcorrected a bit that, <laughs> <that's fair, laughs> in subsequent years, and really not spent enough money after the early '90s. Yeah, and the 1994 baseball strike and new salary structure. Yeah, um, this still year still don't arguably, but well, now they're 19th overall with a uh, payroll of 92 million dollars. Oh, Which, God. Uh, $92 million is good for 19th overall. A si- significant portion of that is Alex Gordon, who's still on his rookie contract. <laughs> uh, the Royals are going to take on either the Cardinals or the Giants in the World Series in what TV executives are already calling the most saturated marketing opportunity for boner pills and annuities. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I chop for. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not buying this story. Uh, the Ro- no, they're, they're in the World Series. They've won the pennant. You mean they right, purchased one of the be. little pennants from right. the gift shop. That N- while they were they, at the game of other teams in the postseason. No, they right. did buy that pennant. But that pennant said American League champions. So
1: and then the team, the team that won mid- the
0: American League this year, not... Is the Kansas City Royals. That's just, that's not... I'm depressed now. Third base. <laughs> other World Series sponsors include Metamucil. The mm. Ford Crown Victoria, mm. butterscotch hard candies, mm. landlines. I'm noticing a theme here. Local news, stuff that I like. The class action lawsuit for the transvaginal mesh implant. The, the what? And church, <laughs> and Joel's phone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, joining us now on the show, uh, assistant coach, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Brett Brielmeyer. Hey, guys, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you in the show, hey, it's Brett. It's good to be here, yes. Absolutely. So, uh, we want to talk a little bit about obviously it was a bit of, a, bit of an embarrassment. A little bit of an oopsie. Yeah, a little bit of a mistake. Yeah. yeah, I would put a daisy yeah. after that. Absolutely. So, uh, LeBron James uh, mistakenly sets a pick on his own teammate yep. during your preseason game. Yeah, well, uh, there was a lot going on in that game. The ball was getting thrown around, there's a lot of people on the court. Yeah, I mean, there was ten people on the court, as there always is. Have you ever seen a war movie before, Joel? Uh, we've seen several, yeah. You know how when the camera's really shaky and there's explosions everywhere and they're like, get down in a foxhole, and people are just firing wildly and they might be hitting... You're talking about the fog of war. The, the conf- fog of war, The confusion yes. one experiences yeah. is in battle. If there was a shaky camera capturing a basketball game, it would be just like the beginning of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Very confused. The friendly fire happens. That. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, I I guess I can understand yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it does seem like, you know, knowing who's on your team seems like a pretty fundamental part of the... That's why we've decided to take measures so that we can better know who's on our team during this fog of war, as Jordan called it. Me- measures? What measures? All right. You want... Okay. So the first thing that we're going to do, right... Is you know there's there's people who are wearing one color and people wearing another color. They right. play against they're each other. Uniforms that's usually that's pretty jerseys, much. uniforms. That's yeah. the only real way of identification, right? The home team often wears uh, white. The, yep. the opposing team generally wears a colored jersey. Yes. Yeah, so from now on, uh, careful Jordan. From now <laughs> on, the Cleveland Cavaliers will be wearing uh, silly wigs and glasses. <laughs> what? Yep. They're gonna wear silly wigs. Like, uh, one might wear, like, a, a Beatles, uh, kind of bob, like, 60s mod haircut. Okay. Another one might, um, wear, uh, a mohawk. Purple, big purple mohawk. So if I'm... And then silly novelty glasses. <laughs> so what, what what makes them silly novelty glasses? Well, they don't look like regular glasses. One might look like a 1960s secretary with the pointy edges and the teardrop shape. Another one might be uh, Joe Cool glasses that are far too big to regularly be on a face. Uh, almost like the El- Elton John kind of look. With the yes, large. like the Elton John kind of look within this fog of war, as Jordan said. <laughs> yes. So That's you're telling weird, me, if I, if I got the ball and I'm trapped in the corner and I'm trying yes. to find a teammate, it'll be easier because I'll right. be like, hey, purple hairdo, <laughs> boom, boom, right yep. there. Look at the purple hairdo and then they're like, well, I'm not sure. You can have a purple hairdo, bam. Silly glasses. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. It's great, but it's not all the way there. I was about to say, what if other teams start wearing... Other teams could start wearing <laughs> funny glasses, and then you'd create another, as Jordan eloquently said earlier, <laughs> it could create another fog of war situation. I really don't know that veterans yeah. are going to be okay <laughs> yeah. with the comparison we keep making here. That's why what we also decided to do <laughs> is everybody's going to wear um, Google Glass Uh, under their novelty sunglasses. (laughs) Two pairs of glasses. Yep, two pairs of glasses. Well, one of them just has a little little laser thing, and it's going to have facial recognition technology. And then the speaker (laughs) is going to scream in your ear, either teammate or not teammate, (laughs) as you look around.
1: Imagine
0: it, looking around a a group of people. (laughs) One is wearing silly glasses and wigs. The other one are just people, right? (laughs) And then as you scan around the room, you just hear... Teammate! Not teammate! Teammate! Not, not teammate! Not teammate! 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 Not teammate! <laughs> then amazing. you know which ones are your teammates and which ones are your not teammates. This reminds me of the, the cop shoot-em-up video game in arcades when like a, a, a bystander would get jump right in front of you and go, I'm innocent! Don't right. shoot! And you're like, oh boy, don't shoot! That's exactly what it's like. It creates something of a fog of war Every time. <laughs> so- so Brett, here's here's one concern though. If they're wearing giant uh, novelty glasses and silly wigs. The glasses that... aren't always giant. They're yeah, silly. They're, they're okay. They can be giant as part well, of being gonna silly. It's going to change their appearance. Isn't that going to affect the facial recognition It software? won't be a perfect system, and that's why we have <laughs> okay. to go a step further. Oh, okay. Well. All right. So everybody on the Cleveland Cavaliers as they're playing the entire time, they have to yell, "Cleveland Cavaliers! <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers!" Cleveland Cavaliers as they're playing so that people know that they're on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. So I just want to do a quick example. If I'm yep. LeBron James, yes, I got the ball. <laughs> yep. yeah. I've already dribbled. I picked that up. Your got your wig on. I got my wig on. I got the glasses. I'm, yeah, I'm my imagining LeBron James is going to be going with like a like a like a Jennifer Aniston mid '90s. Oh, the Jennifer. Yeah, the, yeah. The Rachel is what right. they call him. The I have the, the ball. Yeah. I'm yelling, Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> yes. Cleveland Cavaliers, while a voice in my head is saying, as I scan the court, teammate, teammate, not a teammate, not a teammate, not a teammate. teammate. Teammate, 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 and I'm going Cleveland Cavaliers, and my teammates are saying, Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm -hmm. How do you account for opposing team members, uh, opposing teams who might say, Cleveland Cavaliers? Oh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. This is a classic situation where if we were, say, on the beaches of Normandy, we would call this something of a fog of war. (laughs) It would be one of those situations. That's why we have one final surefire way of telling always which team is which. Okay. All right. Their entire skin is going to be painted with black light paint, and they'll always be playing under a black light. So, so, the, so they'll look like whoa, whoa. neon, like uh, Batman Forever henchman demons. So, Is that so much exposure to ultraviolet yeah. rays safe? <laughs> well, it's not ultraviolet; it's a black light. It's ultraviolet paint. Why don't okay. you just let me walk myself through this? Street. Okay, I I live in Cleveland. Sure, Summer, I do too. But I go ahead and I go ahead and purchase myself uh, two courtside tickets to see the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, uh, good purchase! You yeah, won't regret I, it. Hopefully, you get him to see playing the Heat. Right? Yeah, exactly. Matchup. I walk in. I'm worried, you know, that the that, that LeBron's going to get confused again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you got to watch out for your family because it's crowded and the yeah. big crowds create something of a fog of war. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know how it is in that stadium. We walk into the stadium. My family's yelling, Andersons, Andersons, Andersons. Right. We find our seats. We sit down. The lights go down. Mm-hmm. They don't really come back up. No. All of a sudden, uh, five people glowing, glowing yes. white. Well, there won't be lights. It's just they're kind of a purpley hue because it's a <laughs> black light. Purpley hue, yeah. 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 With, with, like, uh, you know, large novelty Big wigs. Big wigs. Funny glasses. Silly glasses. Shouting, Cleveland Cavaliers! Cleveland Cavaliers! With, with you know, the earpieces. You know, you'd be like, tina, 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 tina. Right. And you yeah. won't be able to hear those. That's just for the, that's just yeah. for the players. Won't the black light make it uh, difficult to see the basket and then shoot? I totally get what you're saying now. Yeah. I feel like I've taken so many measures to make it clear who the Cleveland Cavaliers are that I created something. Yeah. I created a, a mass confusion that's, you know, it's not unlike when there's a lot of warriors, modern day warriors with guns fighting people from other countries. Yeah. It's sort of like a, like a fog of war. It's created something of a... Cloud of battle. (laughs) For you, the listeners of Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Weird Sportsman. Who do we got this week? This week's Weird Sportsman, Earl Weaver. Ooh, who is Earl Weaver? Ah, you know. Was he a Dream Weaver? Oh, oh, Dream Weaver! Earl Sidney Weaver, born August 14th, 1930, died January 19th, 2013, never forget, was an American (laughs) professional baseball player, Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame Major League Manager, author, and television broadcaster. That's quite the resume. I he is know, a, that's, that's a lot of stuff. After playing in minor league baseball, he retired without playing in the major league baseball. Pussy. Yep. He became a minor league manager instead. and Then managed for the MLB for 17 years with the Baltimore Orioles. Well, that's a lot of years. Yeah, it he meant... even took a little break. He stopped Bye. from 1982 to 1985 and then came back for another season, so good for him. Yeah. Weaver's style of managing was summed up in the quote... <clears throat> pitching, defense, and the three-run homer. <laughs> good philosophy. Good, yeah. good. I mean, if you can hit three-run homers with regularity, it's a good way to do I'd it. argue that that philosophy largely stuck with everyone in <laughs> yeah. baseball. Makes sense. In uh, perpetuity. He did, he did not believe in placing emphasis, emphasis on small-ball tactics, which I've been accused of using small-ball tactics a lot I mean, in the bedroom. You know, <laughs> Those aren't Wait. tactics, Phil. Yeah, that's life. <laughs> Those are just tiny uh, balls. Well, you know, you got to work around sometimes. Well, he didn't believe in small ball tactics such as stolen bases, hit and run plays, or sacrifice bunts. Mm, very ahead of his time on that one, you got to mm-hmm. admit. Mm-hmm. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1996. All right, let's uh, skip past playing career. Yeah. Make minor. What makes him weird, Yeah, Phil? I mean, managerial career, we can skip that because that was just like, do this, do that. Let's skip straight to disciplinary actions. Oh, did he paddle his players? No, well, maybe. I don't know. Let's (laughs) get there. Uh, Weaver was ejected from games at least 91 times during the regular season. Oh, God, that's a lot. 98, according to one source, who was nameless. (laughs) (laughs) You can't trust this anonymous source. It's like the missing 12 minutes of the Nixon test. Yeah. And several more times during postseason play. He was ejected from both games in a double header three times. (laughs) That is a feat. That's a feat. Yeah, that is no, a. You can tell feat. how that happened because he be probably he's pretty peeved about. He getting didn't thrown have time to cool one. off. Yeah, because of the double header. gonna he come right back out there with the same damn umpires. Yeah, that's great. You well, like, if you, I didn't realize when you got ejected from a game in a double header that you didn't like. I thought you yeah, just, just ejected wasn't the yeah, yeah. game, not the day. Right. I might change that rule because uh, I mean, like as much as it makes sense, it also really doesn't at all. Because it's, yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't like, buy. Hey, remember, remember now. Yeah, go cool off for a little bit and then. Come right back out here. Yeah. Uh, he was ejected before the game started twice. <laughs> Both times by the same ump, <laughs> Ron Luciano. How does that start? Do you like walk out to like home plate to exchange lineups and just like, hey motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, run right here. Uh, Luciano can't read your handwriting, Earl. Fuck you. <laughs> Ron Luciano alone ejected him from all four games of a minor league series uh, and eight games in the majors. <laughs> the same dude. <laughs> Man, sounds like we, a bit over a over. Is, yeah. we should make a movie about this, guys. What's yeah. the untold story? Earl for? and Ron. Yeah. yeah. It's like grumpy old men, except that it's, like, only while they're playing the game the rest of the time. Doot, 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 doot. See, it See, really came down to the, the apartment that they were sharing. And the thing is, Earl right. was just, like, a total, like, alpha male slob. Right. But then Ron was this really, like, neat guy. Very fastidious. They, yeah, fastidious is, fastidious is the really right <laughs> They heads when they Still, had Jordan league. has a great way of summing everything up <laughs> in one type like bag. Now I'm so aware of it. Yeah. yeah. He also received four multiple game suspensions. Uh, He was well known for the humor that often accompanied his ejections. Mm. Uh, During one particular tirade with an umpire, Weaver headed to the dugout screaming, I'm going to check the rule book on that. (laughs) To which the umpire replied, here, use mine. Weaver shot back, that's no good. I can't read Braille. (laughs) (laughs) He was pretty impressive. Oh, man. Pretty impressive. He once uh, told an umpire that he could appear on What's My Line wearing his mask, chest protector, and bone strike indicator, and still nobody would guess he's an umpire. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good classic TV reference, where you play yeah. 20 questions to try to figure out what profession the person has. He would be dressed as an umpire, and still nobody would know. Because just he's, just so, terrible. he's yeah, so terrible. He's so terrible at it. You could just tell by looking at him. Uh, Weaver had a penchant for kicking dirt on umpires and for turning his cap backwards whenever he sparred with the umpires in order to get as close to them as possible without actually touching them. His rivalry with Luciano is legendary, to the point where the AL rearranged umpiring schedules for an entire year so Luciano could not work Orioles games. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the third inning of Luciano's first game in Baltimore a a year later... He ejected Weaver, (laughs) who then publicly questioned Luciano's integrity, and received a three-game suspension. Still, Weaver had respect for Luciano, calling him one of the few umpires that people have paid their way into the park to see. Probably because of him, right? Yeah, I would think. Uh, going to fight night. Here's another one. Marty Springstead was one of Weaver's least favorite umpires. <laughs> not the... not Rod. No. Well, <laughs> he was another probably one another other. one yeah. of his least favorite umpires. Yeah. But On September 15th, 1977, never forget, in Toronto, Weaver asked Spring- Springstead to have a tarpaulin covering the Toronto Blue Jays' uh, bullpen area removed. Tar... Ter- 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 Tarp. Let's just a tarp. say tarp. It's a tarp. A tarp. The tarp was weighed down by bricks, and Weaver argued his left fielder could be injured if he ran into the bricks while chasing a foul ball. When the umpire refused to order the Blue Jays to move the tarp, Weaver pulled the Orioles off the field. Oh, man. The umpire declared a forfeit the only forfeit in Orioles history. Wow. Yeah. Oh. On another infamous occasion in Cleveland, Springstead watched as Weaver tore up the rule book and tossed it into the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of Weaver's most infamous tirades came in September 17, 1980. Never forget, in a game against the Detroit Tigers, first base umpire Bill Haller, who was wearing a microphone for a documentary on the daily life of an MLB umpire, <laughs> called a balk on the Orioles pitcher Mike Flanagan. Weaver charged out of the dugout and began screaming at Holler, aptly named. You could say he was hollering at him. Yep, I didn't yeah. get that in in time. Uh, who was already angry for at Weaver for publicly questioning his integrity by suggesting that he prohibited from working Tigers games in 1972 because his brother was the Tigers' backup catcher at the time. After Weaver was ejected, he launched into a profanity-filled argument with Holler that was duly recorded. During the tirade, uh, Weaver... Uh, accused Holler of blatantly calling the game out uh, of the Orioles' favor. Holler, who was much taller, bent (laughs) over with his hands behind his back and calmly retorted, You're a liar, Earl. Holler's remark ended up becoming one of his signature humorous moments in Weaver's career. uh, Weaver's contempt for umpires was often mutual. Uh, On one night in 1973, Weaver threw his cap to the ground and began a vehement argument with Luciano. Luciano's crewmate, Don Denkinger, walked over to Weaver's cap, stepped on it with a sharp cleat on both sides, and slowly twisted it back and forth. (laughs) Somebody needs to make this movie! Yeah! And that brings it to another... weird Sportsman! Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we you, can we bring that uh, that NBA guy back? Yeah, you know, Brett. Like, Brett. Hey, Brett, come here. Do our contact information. All right, I'm coming back. All right. You can email us at sports, 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 <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, 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 podcast at com. You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Don't get too deep into Twitter because there's so many... People on Twitter create something of an online fog of war. Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash comedy podnet. You can go to stitcher.com, download the Stitcher app today, and search sports number three podcast. Or you can just go to the browse section, although it can make things difficult due to the fog of war and all. (laughs) You can find us on uh, on, uh, uh, iTunes. By searching "Sports Number Three Space Podcast" that's Sports Number Three All One Word Space Podcast, or you can find all of our back episodes at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. dot com. Thank you, Brett. Yeah, You're appreciate welcome. it, buddy. Brett, yeah. God, that was that was a lot of information you threw out there, Brett. Yeah, it was There's a lot of info almost too much at, us at the same time. I know. The, I, the entire time I wanted to just yell out uh, uh, plugs plugs, plugs so everyone knew. Yeah, but how would you describe all that information, like the situation where it's all coming at us at the same time? Real real tricky. (laughs) Lights up. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com